Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi everybody and welcome back to another in my occasional series of the Wild Wild Library. I thought I would take this opportunity given the sad news last week about Ruggiero Deodato that I would talk about the book Cannibal Holocaust and the Savage Cinema of Ruggiero Deodato. Now this book was first published in 1999 I believe, just checking here. Uh, This is a fab press book, a very nice book. It was then reissued in 2011 and that's the one that I've got with additional images and interviews and stuff. Uh, it has five authors, Gianluca Castoldi, Harvey Fenton, who's the chap who runs Fab Press, uh, Julian Granger, Xavier Mendick, and Julian Petley. So their names are all involved in this. It's kind of a collaborative book. It's a very nice uh, hardback book with um, sort of silver embossed image on the cover of a cannibal they're really selling it on Cannibal Holocaust, despite Deodato having a much longer and more varied career than just Cannibal films. But uh, I guess Fab Press know their horror audience. So, um, uh, yes, yeah, so anyway, that was the 2011 edition. And then it was reissued in uh, 2021 with uh, additional material. I'm assuming a bit of extra stuff on Bordello of Blood, the film that he made in 2016. Uh, they also added another author to the list, Kim Newman, for that one. So um, it says on the Fab Press website that it's an extra 16 pages. Now, I haven't, I basically, you know, I'm not made of money. So I decided not to upgrade and get the new edition. I'm very happy with this one. Um, although because it's full of quite graphic, gory images and, I mean, I'll just say this now, there's a lot of boobs in this book. So... When I got this in 2011, my children were young and I had to keep it in a locked cupboard because the front and the back, it's all just cannibal stuff. And even says on the um, on the back cover, warning, contains disturbing material recommended for adults. 
Now, my own personal story, and this is a podcast, most you know, it's a podcast, so you're going to get one, is that I went to the Cine Excess Film Festival in 2011 in London, and Ruggiero Deodato was a guest. And I did actually interview him for Diabolic magazine, where in that interview I focused on his work before he became a director, mainly. So I, I asked him about his work with Margariti and you know his work on Django and stuff like that. And I, it was particularly, I was interested in talking to him about the uh, Wild Wild Planet and, you know, all of the, those, the Gamma One quadrilogy. And it was really fun to talk to him about that. There was, um, his wife was with him and uh, an academic who spoke fluent Italian was translating. So I had half an hour with him. I think basically they set aside like three hours for the press. So I was slotted in (laughs) with that. So I had half an hour, but everything had to be translated into Italian and then back into English. So, you know, it wasn't a really long interview, but it was really fun. He was a very nice guy. Um, So anyway, they launched the new edition of the book there, which is where I picked up a copy and he signed it for me. It says, to Adrian, the director of Cannibal Holocaust, Ruggiero Deodato, Uh, just in case I hadn't guessed, despite the fact that it says Cannibal Holocaust about 20 times just on the cover of the book. Um, Also as a guest at that particular event, it's pretty cool, was Francesca Chiardi. So the actual female star of the movie was there as well. And what's funny is she was hanging around the lobby. So I'd got my copy of the book and she signed it for me before I got to uh, the head of the queue to have Deodato sign it for me. And he looked at her signature and he was like, whose is this signature? It was very accusatory. Like, who else has dared write in my book? (laughs) And I kept saying, but she's in your movie. I was pointing to her. She's just over there, look. Anyway, so that's quite cool um, that Francesca Chiardi has signed this for me as well. But anyway, so the book itself is great. Cannibal Holocaust and the Savage Cinema of Ruggiero Deodato. So, you know, if you were unaware of his work, you would assume that all he made was horrifying (laughs) films. But then what, of course, really fun. So there's a couple of interviews in here. I should I'll give you a quick rundown before we get into the main content. So the book is worth having for the interviews. There's one from 1999. That's the original uh, edition. Then there was an extra interview with Xavier Mendick. I think that was his probably his main contribution and why he got his name on the list of authors. Um, That was done in 2011, so that was a new one. And of course, that was also, 2011 was when the new version of Cannibal Holocaust, his new kind of director's cut, was um, released. In fact, they did the premiere of it at this event. That's one of the reasons I was there. And I'd never seen Cannibal Holocaust before. I was too scared, basically. (laughs) So I'd never watched it. Um, so I saw it for the first time with Deodato doing the introduction and explaining the um, the cut that they'd done, which is basically they had to cut out some of the animal violence. And he'd also added digitally kind of film noise and film damage to cover up some of the more gross bits when they're killing the turtle and stuff like that. Uh, anyway, so it was quite a good event. You know, there's a lot going on. There was also... Oh, um, Giovanni uh, Lombardo Radici was also there and they had a whole thing about the house on the edge of the park and censorship and they had a censor from the BBFC there to talk about that and it was a really cool event anyway I'm waffling on 
um, I took a photo of Deodato at that event that accidentally got put on the back of a shameless DVD box set of Deodato's films without my permission, um, which is pretty funny. And I only found out when I got a copy of that myself and I was like, oh, I recognise that photo and it was my picture. Shameless, you know, we're fine. They sent me some stuff. Um, so anyway, so the book has got a really good introduction and then it's got an interview that goes through his whole career. That's the original interview in the book. And it talks through his days in, um, you know, working in Italian cinema in the 60s and being part of that. I mean, he was a, this is something I didn't talk to him about because I just only had half an hour. But he was an assistant on my one of my favourite films of all time, Castle of Blood, which is now just getting, because it was a French co-production, it's getting a 4K restoration by a company in France, um, which is exciting. So it's not out yet. And it's a shame, obviously, I mean, for many reasons, it's a shame that he's passed away because obviously there are still versions of his films and films that he works on coming out that would be interesting to talk to him about again. But, but anyway, he talks a little bit about that in the book. Um, one thing I thought was interesting is that Barbara Steele was... Um, was persuaded to be in Castle of Blood. Like he says here, I used to flirt with Barbara Steele quite a bit. At the time, I was about 24 years old, and she, after having made lots of horror films with Barbara and Freda, had just shot Fellini's Eight and a Half and wanted to escape from the horror star cliché. Sergio Corbucci, who was the original choice as director of that film, knew of my relationship with Barbara and therefore asked me to talk her into shooting Danza Macabre. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? that it's thanks to him that she did the movie. I don't know who else. <laughs> I can't picture anyone else doing Castle of Blood. Um, but anyway, so they talk through, you know, he talks through all of his films, talks about Hercules, Prisoner of Evil, which um, Rod and I actually did a podcast on for Bloody Pit many years ago. Um, because that was a, officially that's an Antonio Margariti film, but actually Diodato basically took over directing and Margariti was so busy that all he did was the special effects sort of miniature stuff. So, yeah, there's loads of good tidbits in here. Um, he talks about his first proper film as director, Gungala, La Pantera Nuda, <laughs> where he went to Kenya. Um, I mean, there's just so much great imagery as well in here. There's tons and tons of posters and stills and things. And it just goes through. So the, this is a real career-length interview. And obviously lots of stuff about the cannibal films. Um there's some just great pictures in here from loads of stuff. Behind the scenes photos as well. Um, all kinds of good stuff. So the interview runs for many pages, you know, all the way up to... I mean, I have to confess, there are loads of films in here I still haven't seen. I haven't I haven't gone out of my way to be a Deodato completist. So there's loads of movies that he made that I haven't seen. I mean, I've seen all the kind of main infamous ones, but... Uh, lots, lots of really cool, interesting stuff in here. I mean, I've never seen The Washing Machine, <laughs> for example. Um, then we get to a lovely set in the book where it's just a gallery of Locandinas. So loads of great Italian posters. Uh, you know, there's the Atlantis uh, Interceptors, is it called? I Predatori di Atlantide. Um, We've got the, um, oh, what's it called in English now? I'm getting confused because I'm just looking at them in in Italian. Un delito poco comune. That's the um, the one with Michael York as the composer. 
uh, Phantom of Death, is it? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, loads of great posters in here. The Barbarians, with those two massive brothers, uh, <laughs> um, which on the poster it just says, the Barbarian Brothers. And they are the shiniest, bulkiest guys you've ever seen. Um, his personal favorite, um, Live Like a Cop, Die Like a Man. You know, that's in here as well. I know that was his, I think that was his favorite film. We talked about that at um, various points. I actually met Deodato again a few years later. I went to a film conference in Rome in 2015 and he was a guest there. And I brought with me my DVD of Live Like a Cop, Die Like a Man. I've got a great photo of me and him in the um, sunny gardens of the Austrian Institute, which is where this thing was being held, um, holding my copy of the, of the film. And he was really pleased. I think he was always pleased when people wanted him to sign stuff that wasn't Cannibal Holocaust, to be honest. Um, I think towards the end, and I've seen, I've seen it in some interviews with him, where he just gets a bit fed up of having to talk about that film all the time. So uh, he was very pleased when I brought this up to him. He said, oh, yes, it's my favourite film. But anyway, so then we get to a full filmography of him as director. Now, if the book, I guess one of my complaints about the book, they could have done a full filmography. They could have gone, um, you know, like Tim Lucas did with the Barber book and include just as much analysis and detail for all of the films that Diodato worked on prior to his kind of sole director gigs. Because, you know, there's obviously there's Django, there's the Gamma films um you know he worked with Fellini and Rossellini and all those guys it would have been interesting to get a full back catalogue but anyway that's a minor quibble because we get you know where else did we get to read loads of pages of stuff on Hercules Prisoner of Evil Phenomenal and the Treasure of Tutankhamen um, which is a kind of uh, criminal style fumetti film we are going to do a season I wanted to do it next but I bowed to pressure and we're going to do post-apocalypse films next which does obviously include Atlantis Interceptors but I do want to do a season of Fumetti style films so Phenomenal and the Treasure of Tutankhamen that's going to be in it which was uh, 1968 and as a sort of figure in black uh, searching for treasure there's a lot of naked ladies in the images as well um, which is obviously you know what sold the films in those days uh, and then there's a load of other stuff in here, like you know, obviously talked about Gungala. There's all sorts of films that he made, sort of sh shorter in stature that we don't ever talk about. Vacanza sulla Costa Smeralda, Holidays on the Costa Smeralda. So he made quite a few films in the 60s that we never really mention. Um, Zenabel, which was another, actually, that one I believe is a historical drama. But I've got the feeling it was based on a comic book. I'm sure I read that somewhere, that there was a comic of Xenobel. Um Again, lots of ladies. Uh, yeah, anyway, it just goes through. I'm not going to read, obviously, they're going to read them all out. But there's so many things in here that you've never heard of. He did a lot of TV work as well, and that gets some coverage. Uh, his film Waves of Lust is mentioned in here. Al Cliver, who obviously went into, on to be in loads of this kind of stuff uh, during the 70s. Lots of... Um, who, who was it that used Al Cliver a lot? Lucio Fulci, I think. Um, then we get to, yeah, quite a good section on Live Like a Cop, Die Like a Man, Last Cannibal World. And yeah, anyway, so it just goes through loads and loads of stuff. Obviously, I think Cannibal Holocaust gets the most pages dedicated to it. 
lots of text and analysis, lots of pictures. There's lobby cards and behind the scenes photos, posters. Um, and there's quite a couple of interesting pictures actually of um, sort of clothed versions of scenes, like the scene when the um, woman is giving birth and stuff like that that they're not in the film. Uh, yeah, so there's lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff about his films, which makes me, just looking through it again now, makes me want to try and watch more of those, particularly his, his, his like later films as well, stuff that I've never heard of, Dial Help, about the killer telephone, I've never seen that, lots more TV stuff in the 80s and 90s. He did a film with uh, Bud Spencer as well, or oh, it's a TV thing, I think, a TV pilot back in 2000. So that gets a mention as well. Um, there's a full, there is a full filmography, like all of his credits. There's a page actually about Cannibal Holocaust too, because <laughs> there's a couple of films where they um, are referred to as Cannibal Holocaust too, but obviously he wasn't involved. But they've put it in here anyway. Then, as I mentioned, there's a new interview, 2011, uh, by Xavier Mendick, which gets into a bit more sort of analysis of Cannibal Holocaust and a few other films. Xavier Mendick obviously is a um, academic and researcher who's done a lot of work on Italian cinema. Um, then at the end, Julian Petley, who's another academic and historian, he's actually included a lot of stuff about the BBFC censorship of Cannibal Holocaust. That's quite interesting. Um, basically up to all the cuts that were required up until 2010. Um, so yeah, so that's anyway. That's quite an interesting end to the book. Now, obviously, if you don't have this, then I would recommend buying the new version. Um, and I just looked on Fab Press's website, and it's possibly already all sold out. They appear to be selling some copies in America that are signed by Diodato. So worth trying to grab one of those if you're in the States. But if you're not, I don't know whether you can actually get the book at all now. But I'm very pleased to have this one in my collection. It, it was only really kind of 10, 12 years ago when I started to really get into Italian cult cinema. I'd always been much more of an American and British cinema guy. So it was it was going to Cine Excess that really opened my eyes to the world of Italian exploitation. That's why, you know, I'd never seen Cannibal Holocaust before or any of that stuff. So I've always been, I've been playing catch up ever since. So this book was one of the first books that I owned about cult Italian cinema. And so I learned a lot from it when I first read through it, all these films I'd never heard of. Um, and it's still a good reference now. So definitely one to pick up. If, but I'm sure if you're listening to this, <laughs> that's probably redundant. You probably already have it. Um, but anyway, I think I'll stop there. That is my overview slash review of Cannibal Holocaust and the Savage Cinema of Ruggiero Deodato. It's well worth picking up, just like all of Fab Press's books are. They're always excellent. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Normal service will resume shortly. Uh, we'll get back to a regular episode in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Um, but in the meantime, Happy New Year to you all. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.